Hello and welcome to A Postcard from Pakistan. In this podcast, Professor Stephen Lyon, the inaugural Dean for the Faculty of Arts and Sciences at the Aga Khan University, speaks to thought leaders, intellectuals, artists, professionals, and many others to explore how the liberal arts and humanities creates future leaders and changemakers and supports the world to address global complex issues. In today's episode, Stephen speaks to Hazim Bangvar, the Assistant District Commissioner for the Karachi Central District. He discusses his colorful career in fashion and music and how the arts has helped him in governing such a large area of Karachi. It is a true honor to welcome the Assistant Commissioner of North Azimabad, Mr. Hazim Bangwar, but that is only one tiny bit of what this man has accomplished. He is a hip-hop star, he is an international media celebrity, really, and a philanthropist, and now he has dedicated his life to improving the, the life circumstances, life chances of the people of Karachi. And in one of the biggest, maybe, is it the biggest district? One of the biggest. One of the biggest. One of the biggest districts in Karachi, which has a huge uh, diversity of population. Rich, poor, Hindu, Christian, Muslim, Correct. all variety of human beings. Everything is there in North Nazimabad. Not an easy district, I think, Not to be an assistant commissioner. But before we get to this, um, May I call you Hazem? Yes, you may. Thank you. So Hazem, you are a hip-hop star. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a hip-hop expert, but I do indulge sometimes, and I've been watching your videos. Um, Really, what I'd like to know is, you know, as you're sitting, because you grew up internationally, right? You grew up all over the place. The hip-hop that you do, how would you relate that to the hip-hop of the U.S. or the U.K.? I mean, is there a kind of Karachi or Pakistani hip-hop or is this you know is this really you or is this coming out of a tradition that is something that we can identify as a Pakistani hip-hop tradition? We cannot identify it as Pakistani sadly yet yet we cannot because a lot of the influences that had brought forward the music mm. were quite international. Mm. I was a student in the UK, I was writing music there, that's where I met a producer, the record labels were in America so a lot of the producers and the people who worked on the record were from America and England. So I can't say there's any influence locally yet, yet. Maybe coming up music might have that kind of influence. Because mm. now I've seen more, uh, I've heard more. <laughs> so maybe now the upcoming music might have that kind of influence. But prior to this, no. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I've always appreciated about hip hop and I, I sort of, even kind of rap and gangster rap and all of that is that it's kind of the modern folk music, right? It is people's yeah. lives. They're they're telling the story from their life, sure. and it's very democratic. And actually, don't need decades of of uh, high high tuition to learn how to sing. That actually, even me with my pathetic singing voice, I'm not good at okay. hip hop or rap. But I look at it and I think you know, this is not beyond my talent level, which makes it accessible to people. Do you see young people in Karachi sort of embracing these kinds of what almost are folk idioms, folk music to express yes. themselves? I do actually, yeah. A lot of, uh, I think more so now actually because this new following, they always keep sending these new songs and I'm like, oh my God, that is so good. <laughs> Where, and they keep singing and rapping in their own languages. Yeah. And when you think of rap, you mostly think of like hip hop and you think of uh, English, yeah. like primarily, you know. But now you're getting to, I get to hear it in Saraiki and Sindhi 
and then Urdu and then Pashto. I'm like, whoa, yeah. I did not see that one coming. And yeah, I do see them embracing it and getting really creative with it. Yeah, yeah. So in your in your hip hop, you're drawing on in part your own life, but also sort of uh, imagined life. How much of your role as assistant commissioner actually comes into your hip hop now? Uh, prior to this, I can't say a lot because prior to this, I was an assistant commissioner. Sure. My last album took a year or so before I was an assistant commissioner. Uh, but you're still working as hip hop yes. artist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So coming forward, yes, I can see a lot of influences with daily work, the things maybe I've seen or the things I've experienced maybe. And now I think my writing has changed. Mm. The kind of music I'm listening to or the, what I want to say has been filtered a bit. At the same time, at the same time, it's also put this pressure. Pressure because now whatever I say or may say, and it might just be, you know, creative or it just might be you know an imaginary situation but for an audience they might just take it as a fact mm. how much do i want to share with the public how much do i want to tell yeah so that little pressure has come mm. how open do i want to be mm. so apart from that yeah with the upcoming stuff uh there's a lot of influence and i suppose in your role now there are an awful lot of people who will be almost betting that you fail they will want you to fail so any misstep you make they will of course use against you but even if it's not a misstep someone will try and use it against you mm -hmm. um, and one of the things just in this very brief conversation we had before starting filming uh, you're remarkably kind of at ease with that you accept mm -hmm. yeah. the haters hate and the players play, <laughs> the players play. so um, good luck to them I guess yeah. bless their hearts uh, I, I'm not, I can't change people's opinion. That's just their opinion. Yeah. And they have the right to it. Yeah. So you do you and I'll do me. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is instead of focusing so much, trying to dig up a story and getting so creative, why not dig up a novel and sell that? Yeah. Focus on your life. You know, I'm living my life. I'm working and I'm, I would like to believe I'm doing a good job, but you know, so if they want to, you know, watch me fail, then well, good luck because I don't mind failing either. You know, it's just a part of it. Uh, I'll fail 10 times, I'll get up 11. Yeah. It is what it is. But I would really, you know, as an advice to any of these people, focus on yourself, yeah. you know. You mentioned a key word, work. Yeah. Of course, in Pakistan right now, we have a real cost of living crisis and we have unemployment crises. Now, at the commission level, at the assistant commissioner level, I imagine there are some fairly serious limitations on what you can do to radically transform that because yeah. the problems they're not even Pakistan exclusive. Mm -hmm. This is a this is a global yeah. um, crisis we're living through. But thinking about new opportunities, new employment opportunities in the creative industries, do you think that you know? Is there something that the at the commission level that you could do to stimulate that kind of expansion of opportunity in creative industries to give young people, in particular, although uh, me too, old people, okay. opportunities that they may not even be imagining yet? You're trying to get all my secrets out already. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to some of these projects. No, no, just tell me Chukka. And I'll... Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yes, I do see a lot of potential. There's some stuff that I have previously touched upon mm -hmm. just to test the waters. You know, so a lot of like art programs and uh, music related. So there are a lot of there's these comedy uh, places where people want to be stand-up comedians and, and there people want to perform. 
So now I cannot, you know, vouch for the entire strategy, but like in my subdivision, yeah. I'm working on something, providing certain platforms for these young people who want to express their talents, you know, better. It's better than being on streets and, you know, express it. So I'm already working on something. I just want to say too much about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer that governments need to have a little mm -hmm. bit of backstory. It just takes a surprise away. Oh, even better. Yeah, yes, it just takes a surprise. Well, yeah. do include us when you have a surprise. Um, AKU will be hundred oh, percent behind you. you. Thank um, you. Appreciate that. And and one of the things that we really want to do in our arts and sciences program is is bring students into the reality of life around them. So that kind of initiative, if there's any scope for you know you want some students to to come in and, and help you, student oh, interns, so you just tell me and I'll deliver thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. But also a venue. Stand up. I'm a big fan of stand up comedy, and my Urdu is it's okay, but I need to get better. So, nothing better than me sitting in a stand up comic with Urdu. In fact, I saw one the other day, and I got about maybe 30% of the jokes. Okay. Loved it. Um, so, Suraiki, Pashto, I'll be along and I'll laugh when other people laugh, but I will enjoy it. So please do, you know, make sure that that's something that, that, that you include us, because we'd love to I'll be part work, of it. And this, um, so that's really good timing, because it's in works as well. Yeah. Okay. It's something, yeah, quite soon. Well, we will not spoil the, mm -hmm. the surprise, um, but uh, we're going to keep an eye on that one. So now, arts and sciences, of course, we're bringing together mm -hmm. natural sciences, social sciences, and humanities. And of course, you are the embodiment of that. You are an artist. Yeah. And you are bringing in very much a kind of social studies, social sciences, mm -hmm. applied um, applied theory, applied method. Uh, I mean, you know, you'd be absolutely honest. How does your role as an artist, how does your training as an artist, your thinking as an artist, how does that actually shape your job as an assistant commissioner or the way you carry out your job? You know, I just have to say, this is one of the really good questions I've been asking in such a long time. So if you care whoever, that's a really good question, actually. I like that question. Um, as an artist, you are, I wouldn't say forced, but trained to see things differently. You are, in a way, trained to make things possible or physical, I would say. So whatever that's going in your mind, so let's say there's a designer or an artist, he likes to bring it in reality as an object that now that could be a painting or that could be a song. It's very expressive. Mm. And prior prior to being an assistant commissioner, I was an LLB student, and prior to that I was a fashion marketing student. And art was always there. Now I'm not sure if it's the way my mind works or it's been trained that way. I just don't see everything in black and white. Mm. Yes and no. I see colors. Mm. I see possibilities. And that's something that always, when I was told do this and be difficult or easy, I would find a third option mm. or third solution. It's always thinking out of the box. Mm. And somewhere in my mind, I think old keys won't open new doors. So I would opt for a very different option. Mm. Now, I'm not sure if my mind was trained that way. Maybe it was mm. uh, with my uh, education with the uh, arts. Mm. You know, I've never kept a track of, a track of that, but I just approached things very differently. Mm. I always find problem solving. I think art has helped me with problem solving. Yeah. When I'm giving options and I think, oh, this is hard, what can I do? How do I approach this? 
and that could be the way I converse with people maybe hmm. on that would be the upcoming projects I'm dealing with now I've done about so many anti-encroachment operations hmm. and I'm surprised when people tell me that this is the same operation a senior did and they had to hide in a store because there were gunfires and here I am doing it and there are public rooting for me yeah. supporting me I'm getting uh, things brought to me sir do you want this I'm like no I'm an operation thank you very much yeah it's just a very different approach to it. And I, I think maybe this background of art hmm. has helped this come hmm. forward. And do you think, I mean, the particular form of art that you have chosen to really specialize in mm -hmm. is one that perhaps, in, in a sense, hip hop is of the people. Mm -hmm. And so you have to respect the people yeah. to do this. And, and so when you're going, I've seen the videos of you on Walkabout. There's one that I have to admit brought tears to my eyes. The two street kids yeah. that you sent to school. And even now when I think about it, I think, my God, you've changed these boys' lives. And the look on the boy's face, they're sort of staring at you, and they don't quite believe it. Yeah. They don't quite know. And I just think, you know... If Are I, you going to get teary? I am getting teary. Because, oh, you know, I look at those uh, kids. That's Asad and Fahad. Asad and Fahad. And they have enrolled in step school. Oh, wow. Uh, in North Azabad. They have students there. Yeah. They go regularly. Yeah. Good kids. And they have full support from them. I mean, I think that's wonderful. And, you know, I see those street kids, and every time I see them, I think of my kids. And I think, what would I do if they had no choice but to do that? And, of course, you know, you need the money, you need the money. But I just thank God that that's not a choice I've ever had to make. And I think if every wealthy person in this country picked two kids, said, I'm going to send you to school, and I'm going to pay your parents the money that you would have lost, because it's not, parents are not wicked, they're not evil. This is, this is not malice, this is desperation. Exactly. And that, you know, that's where I say, I said before we started that you give people hope. You've given me hope. I'm older than you. But I look at you and I think, my God, if Pakistan can have politicians, not politicians, can have dedicated servants like you, who recognize that it is at that level that we have to make a difference, yeah. then there is undeniably hope. I would agree. Uh, I mean, with most part, I'm actually just doing my job. With yes. most part, I'm mostly just doing my job. But helping someone out, like I said, my job is my job. I'm doing my part. Mm. What about an extra? Yeah. I'm getting paid for that. This is where my extra comes in. Yeah. That's where, and I, I always keep saying, if you could, if I could just change one life, one life who has no hope, I've done my job. I could leave tomorrow. Yeah. You know, that's, I think, my ultimate mission, and I just didn't realize I'll be changing so many. But, uh, well, that's it. It cascades, because that one life you changed, those two boys, what are their names again? Asad and Fahad. Asad and Fahad. They will never forget that. You've transformed it, and, you know, it, they will go forward with that same ethos yeah. that you've shared. And, and, of course, others around, you personally can't do that for every street child. But whoever I come across, or at least I try, or I, if I can't do it for every street child, then I do speak to other schools. Yeah. I speak to them. Yeah. Can you be a part of this? Yeah. I still don't take no for an answer. I still go for it. <laughs> uh, but whatever is brought forward, I don't, I, I can't just, you know, turn away and be like, it never happened. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. No, no. I think uh, more power to you. That's just incredible. So let's get now to, you are a very successful hip-hop artist you have written songs for some of the big names yes um, some of the greats you've worked with some of the great producers you walk away from that mm -hmm. to come be basically a 
dedicated, self-sacrificing public servant. Why? Uh, to be really honest, I didn't choose that. It wasn't an intentional thing. Like, oh, I planned this and this happened. I remember I was traveling to, I was going to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And I was traveling to Japan and I had a layover in Karachi. So I had my contract. I've done my degrees. I had my contract signed. So I had a couple of years before I released an album. So that's the time when you do recording, where you meet other artists, all that kind of stuff. And the last time I came to Pakistan, before traveling to Japan, I came out of the airport. I don't know what it was. Something hit me. I'm like, where have I just landed? Because mm. I was traveling so much. Because I just gone to Indonesia and I was traveling so much. Yeah. It hit me so hard. Because I, I I just flew in from you know in the first class Emirates cocoon. Yep. I had a limo chauffeur uh, you know dropping me there. People picking my Louis Vuitton bags. And I'm like. What are you doing? Look at the life you're living and look at these people. What mm. do you think you have done that you deserve all this? Just mm. because you wrote a couple of songs, not you know playing down any artists, they all work hard. Sure. Yeah, but then what have these people done who are in this situation? Mm. And suddenly everything felt meaningless. Mm. It didn't hold the same weight. Like also you have chart topping songs okay and what so do other people mm. but what have you really done so you you know rock some clubs you made some charts you made some money a lot of people can do that they're doing that mm. what have you actually done mm. that's worthwhile so by the end of it i can say i have 10 albums a zillion dollars i didn't do anything special mm. and that just weighed me down all the way to my home mm. and i was going to japan and while i was in japan and uh, I came back and I don't know what happened. <clears throat> I decided, you know, I'm done complaining mm -hmm. or worrying. Let's just take some action. Mm -hmm. So uh, I studied, worked hard for six months, around six months, did my examination, then I went to Indonesia, mm -hmm. got a call, I passed, and that was that. Okay. Not to say I left music. No. No, no, I'm a very expressive person. <laughs> That's just going nowhere. Uh, I. I do like my millions. I do like my music. <laughs> Let's be yes. honest. Yep. You know, uh, that's where like you know my major finance comes from. You know, yep. and I would like to keep that. Uh, so I'm not left music, but my priority has certainly become this. Hmm. This just kind of fulfills me more. Yeah, yeah. And I think I mean it's more than just you because you doing this demonstrates that this is actually a viable choice. This is something mm -hmm. that people can come back and do and. How many people in Pakistan or, or outside of Pakistan in, in a similar position, maybe not as as successful as you, but it simply doesn't occur to them. You know, but they feel the same frustrations, they feel the same is what am I doing that's that's really valuable and but not knowing how to do it. And I have to be honest, never occurred to me to go into the civil service. Not once in my life have I thought I'm gonna go do that. But then now I see you and I think, well, maybe that's a way to to give back. Too late for me, but in you know here in AKU, we're trying to do something else, which I hope complements what you're mm -hmm. doing, at a different level of the problem. But let's think about that problem now. North Nazimabad now is is a district with you know, some fairly serious problems that would challenge even the best resourced municipal government. Um, so with the, the the finite resources, which are let's be honest, less than is needed. Mm -hmm. How do you go about, and it must be quite a quite a, a complicated process of navigating the conflicting interests, how do you go about actually doing that? You say that 
you've got a lot of support from the people. Mm -hmm. that, you know, nobody's making you hide in a shop uh, while they shoot guns over your yeah, head. No one. So how do you navigate that? What? Okay, you talked about the artists, but of course, you also know this city fairly well. How are you able to draw on that knowledge to deal with the entrenched conflicting interests? I give it time. I always give it space and time. And instead of just going, boom, take mm -hmm. it or leave it, I slowly start introducing things. Little by little, getting them used to the idea, mm. used to the concept. Then you find people who have, who come up with that same kind of interest. Mm. You let them explore that option and idea of it. The only hurdle with me, honestly, the only hurdle with me is timing. Timing because I'm really crunched on time. Yeah, eighteen hours is exhausting, you know, and uh, because there's so much work that needs to be done, mm. so much work that's pending. So when you do such a long operation all this day you're working dealing with people you do not have you don't have enough energy or mental capacity to think of anything creative mm. that's the only hurdle that stops me you know to go all the way out but like i said there are a lot of things in process and slowly and gradually since people have been able to you know die i mean these are the same people who had something so much to say about me and now they are the ones you know apologizing and you know welcoming me with open arms mm -hmm. and they're liking the new ideas I keep putting forward. Yeah. So now that I have this platform and it's being accepted, I'm utilizing it further mm. for different uh, creative outlets. Mm. Excellent. No, I think that's time seems to me the most precious commodity we've got. Yeah. And it's very hard to manage it in your position. It must be quasi impossible. Um, now you just talked about giving people time, letting them come to it. People have been telling me my whole life. I mean, I've been coming to Pakistan for 41 years, went mm -hmm. to high school here. And everyone, every time I go outside, it's a very conservative country, very conservative country. And I look and I think, okay, yeah, maybe, but conservative doesn't mean the same thing here. Mm -hmm. And I haven't actually found people to be unwilling to move. Uh, actually, I've found Pakistan is remarkably pragmatic yeah. and very willing to take on something that might be successful, mm -hmm. even if it's very different, but without a strong state, there's a reluctance to take a risk. Exactly. That's very true. Yeah. And I'm all about those risks. <laughs> yes. I'm all about those, you know, I'm not the one to shy away from things. Yeah. I call it as I see it, if it is what it is, you know, and if I can see, if I know for a fact that this can, you know, better improve a certain situation, mm -hmm. I'll take that risk. And so when you take that risk yeah. and you can demonstrate to the people around mm -hmm. you this is a this is a better fit option for the problem. Yeah. Then, I mean, it, it sounds like people come to you. Yeah, results speak loud. Yeah. The results are speaking, so they're so happy. So who's, who's watching? Now we know North Nazim, but you're a celebrity in Karachi. Yeah. Everyone knows you're in Karachi. Um, are people, say, in Lahore, in Ralpindi, in Multan, are they kind of looking over the shoulders, oh, what's Asim doing? Uh, Honestly, who isn't watching? <laughs> and I think, I say that with a heavy heart, actually, uh, I mean, I'm, we've gotten calls from even UK. Uh, it was a really funny story. Um, my brother's friend was driving, was taking an Uber, and the Uber driver happened to be Pakistani. Mm. And he tells my brother's friend, oh, have you heard about the new assistant commissioner? <laughs> you know, and then people in America and all. So it has kind of, I mean, obviously, I've received emails and calls and certain uh, opportunities from America and a lot of other places. So obviously the news has kind of spread there. But I say it with a heavy heart because it has, um, taken a lot mm. you know it has taken a lot from me I can't it, it's hard being always on display yeah 
be constantly on display, constantly on on what constantly on watch, yeah. constantly. And so understand when you're at work, when you're dealing with people, understand that there's certain hours, yeah. or when you're doing an interview, there's certain hours, or when you're on stage or that. But all the time, that means I, every time I leave the house, I have to be careful what I say, bring my you know how I look. Mm. I can't I can't even be a normal person and go to grocery shop. Yeah. I can't go to you know grocery stores, I can't go to restaurants without, you know, somebody will just, you know, let some uh, media outlet know that I'm there. Then they obviously have people, you can't be rude to people, you know, yeah. they want to take pictures and all and just want to enjoy a nice meal. Yeah. So, although they're watching and I'm glad there's something here to see, but that can be a bit too much. Yeah. It's not, it's just constantly being on display all the time. Yes, no, I, I hear you. I'm not the celebrity that you are, but um, I stick out here and <laughs> I don't well, just go to. Oh, so, okay. Oh, you know, when I go someplace, um, people are constantly watching. They're not judging me the way they would judge you. So I can wear whatever I want to wear. Mm -hmm. If I wear shalwar kameez or I wear a dhoti and a pugbi, and they would just think, oh, that's weird. But they wouldn't, I don't think there'd be any backlash. Whereas for you, I think, you know, you have you have a strong stake in this city, which means you have people who want to challenge it. And that's fine, but then you just still keep in mind that it's a person. It's a person. He's a human. He is going to make mistakes. He should be allowed to make mistakes. And he's young. I'm young. You know, they just, that just skips them. Yeah. I mean, you are, uh, uh, it's remarkable how much you've accomplished in in the time you've had, because when I was your age, uh, I was still, I hadn't even started my PhD yet. I was still fumbling around trying to figure out, what do I want to do? I want to be a musician. I want to be a, a teacher. I don't want to be this or that. So I was, you know, hats off to you. you you're much more single-minded and focused than I've ever managed to be. Now, thinking about the future, 5, 10, 15 years, um, I know you have a vision for Pakistan. Oh, yes. Um, First of all, what is your vision for Pakistan and how do we get there in 5, 10, 15 years? Um, see, as an administrator, uh, an assistant commissioner is given a certain subdivision. Now, that is like my baby to work on and take care of it, you know. I'm not given an entire crutch to work on. Sure. Right. And we don't know what our tenure will be, how long we stay there. So if I'm there for, let's say, six months a year, you can expect a lot. I've been there a month and a half already, only a month and a half, and so much development work is taking place. There's so much is happening right now: infrastructure, development work, roads, sewage lines, lights, and everything. Uh, so, if, if you just kind of like calculate there with six months or a year, you can see that. Now, it's really hard for me to. I can only imagine because ten years, I, I don't see that far in the future. <laughs> okay, I really don't. You know, I see the what I can achieve in upcoming days. Mm. I'm a bit, I'm a bit uh, a fast person. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't do that. Also, oh, in two years' time, I'll do that. No, <laughs> let's make that happen in two months. Okay. How many hours does that need? Okay, people start working. That's the way I function. So, I in ten years' time, I do see because currently I see so much potential. Mm. There's so much potential, and I see big things for Pakistan. Mm. I actually really do actually believe that mm -hmm. I see great things happening and not only on the surface yeah. but uh, even mentally I, I see tolerance 
I see acceptance. Yeah. I see forgiveness. You know, I see people because now people have come up and start. When I do operations, the public helping me do it. Mm. When did public ever want to get involved with government tasks? No. And suddenly they're supporting it. From what I understood, public most used to be angry with the government, and now they're supporting it. Yeah. You know, they're coming and helping me with my task. So what can we do for you? I have groups of university kids who have come up and made a group that said, we want to be your helping hand. What can we do? All the operations you do, any social work, can we be part of the social work? When did that, you know? So I see people coming up. So when people come up and everybody's on the same page and there's, um, everybody's on the same page and they they have the same kind of objective, I see wonderful things happening. You know, then sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah, so there's not one particular thing I'm talking about, sky's the limit. I mean, that's, I mean, truly inspirational. I was up in uh, Green Shields Public School in your district, your mm-hmm. sub-district, and the girls there, it's all girls' school, the girls there are just so, in some ways you might think naive, but they believe the world can be better. They yeah. really believe it, and they really believe they can do it. Yeah. So you think the, 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 the future of the tolerance you're talking about, is it there in the young people, and we just need to not crush it, or do we need to do something to really bring it out of people more. It's there. It's there. It's there. Uh, nobody needs to question, nobody needs to, you know, bring it out. It is there. You just need to allow it. Yeah. What people like to hear, like, like, like you just said, crush it, you know, bring it out. Let it be. Yeah. People like to control everything so much. You cannot force a tree to pop them fruits <laughs> when you want it. Allow yeah. the kids to grow at their own time. Let them make them dis- their own decisions. They'll catch up. Let them bloom. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's fantastic. Anything that we should do is support it. Yeah. Support in whatever they want instead of forcing it. One of the things I think you've been remarkably successful at is really bringing to the surface some of the daily um, barriers to a decent life that people live. So mm-hmm. encroachment, for yes. example. I've seen you kind of walk around and, and confront the mm-hmm. shopkeepers. And of course, one of the things I like about it, you you see this systemically. You're not going to the shopkeeper and saying, you're a bad man. Mm-hmm. You recognize shopkeepers have an impossible position, but it does genuinely make life hard. Yeah. And you know, if you live in a defense or a Clifton, mm-hmm. it's controlled. But who controls it in North Nazimov? But if you don't make it happen. See, with anti-encroachment, or yeah, I'll just stop on anti-encroachment. With anti-encroachment, you need to understand that you cannot use a public property for your financial gains. That's very much like me saying, okay, I'm at your venue, give me a room, illegally <laughs> I will rent it out for my business. Who would accept that? Now the people who speak against or for encroachment are the ones who don't have it outside their house. Right. So when, it's, when they step outside the house, then they're the ones jumping, oh, there's an encroachment. But when something help, uh, happening elsewhere, they are the ones who are like, oh, poor people. Yeah. You don't have consensus amongst yourself even to begin with. So I need to do what I need to do for mm-hmm. everybody. That is, this is wrong. Yeah. And the reason I talk to public, because I am for the public. Yeah. I'm here to serve them. I'm not here to hurt them or boss them around. Yeah. That is not my job. I'm here to explain to them, this is wrong. Yeah. You can't do this. And every operation I do, I'll go visit them personally. Yeah. I request them. You know, because end of the day, you know, this is their business. You have to be respectful of people. Yeah. 
you know, regardless, if, I don't know, people over here think you're an officer, you're God knows what. <laughs> I'm a public servant, I'll go request them. Yeah. Like, can you please not do this? Yeah. This is, you know, causing issues for the rest of the public. Yeah. They, if they don't listen, then there comes a notice. Mm. Third time, an action follows. And, and that's why the operations are so mostly successful because there's nothing to be said. Did I not politely come and tell you? Mm. Did I not give you a notice? Yeah. You still did not understand. This is still illegal. I want nothing from you. Yeah. You know? But this is wrong. Now, when it comes to price checking, again, I think that's where the artistic question comes in. <laughs> My approach keeps changing. Mm. I would go, and this is what almost you do when the prices are high, you go to a chalan. Yeah. And you would hope the shopkeeper would uh, reduce his prices. However, they would never reduce their prices. What they do next is they increase the price a bit more for mm. the next people who are going to come and recover that. Right. How did I help the public? I didn't. So now what I do is I go stand there outside and I tell them to start selling at the government price mm. and they're obviously forced to do so. Yeah. So instead of just giving them a chalan and being like, oh, here you go, my job is done, so I stand the three hours if it's needed. Yeah. But now I've come up with even a better solution because I cannot be standing outside every meat market or grocery store. I no. cannot. So now I have just come up with a golden line. It's, called, it's a helpline. Mm -hmm. You contact us throughout Ramadan, you call us. And we will run to that store while you're standing there and make sure you got the chicken or whatever you're buying mm. milk on the right price. Yeah. And that I think is you know, it's where you're using the law yeah. to effect change. And one of the things that scares me, particularly about the states, is the extent to which the public seem to want to abandon the law, go for a vigilante, you know, Marvel films. I love Marvel yeah. films. Likewise. But in the real world, do I want an Iron Man to just come and kill bad guys? No, I actually mm. want a civil servant like you to make sure the bad guys are held to account. Yeah. And in Pakistan, I think this is, you know, the rule of law is patchy, mm -hmm. but it seems to me quite critical that we, we really do need the officials to follow the law and yeah. to hold everyone to account. I mean, I do that and even when like after an operation when people come to my office, you know, I like to sit them down, mm -hmm. have a little water, don't be nervous, yeah. get to them, ask them, why are you doing this? Why are you making your life so difficult? You think mm -hmm. I would stop after one operation? <laughs> I'm gonna keep coming back and back and back <clears throat> because I need to make sure this problem is resolved. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to, like I said, don't wanna hurt them. I, I don't even live in that area. Yeah. So, you know, I can just easily come and, you know, have a few coffees in my office and leave. You know, yeah. but that doesn't solve the problem. So I'm trying to do problem solving here. So speaking of problem solving, uh, we're starting this arts and sciences program, mm -hmm. liberal arts. Uh, we want to bring all these subjects together. Um, now, education, you are very well educated. You have degrees from different universities, from different countries. How, how pivotal do you think education is in Pakistan for bringing about the, the problem solving you're after? And at what level do we really need to concentrate most um, as a priority to address the, the kind of educational needs that we need? It's very important. Mm. It's very important. I don't think I would have it. See, you need a language <clears throat> that you use to speak with people. And I think education is that backbone and language. So it's not particularly a subject or a field. It's a mixture of things. So when I am dealing with people, it's not like I'm rapping at them. Mm. It's not like I'm painting. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm throwing a... A, a book of rule of law at them or you know a constitutional book or rights at them 
nor am I, you know, doing some biological situation. It's all those things combined yeah. that actually help me forward, and that includes psychology, uh, understanding people, behavioral sciences, you surround me. So even when I'm doing labor, I'm thinking about, okay, the weather's changing. Again, yeah. you know, weather, what's the monsoon starting? What's going to happen? Where should I focus now? The water's coming from there. The mountainic area, that's where the water's going to be coming down from. Everything plays a role. So education is so important. Mm. I would put everything aside and say my education is what really is my backbone. It was not the music. It was nothing of education because that's exactly what helps me understand mm. situations, people, emotions. Yeah. Psychologically, you understand a person, you know, when he's talking or what's going on, you understand symptoms, mm. you know, anxiety, you understand what's happening. Mm. When people start twitching, what's happening, what's not happening, how to go deal about it with this person when they're nervous, yeah. you know, when you study econ uh, uh, economic, you understand how society is functioning, mm. sociology, the group setting, the sects, you know, crowd coming. When you talk about crisis management, mm. when you study in law, how to handle a crisis, mm. how to speak, when to speak, how to be a public speaker, business, management, how to hold control over staff, make sure your staff is not doing anything wrong. I have yeah. such a big team under me and I need to manage them. Yeah. So all these different academic, uh, academia and academic uh, heads really play a very vital role. Hmm. That is a difference making you an officer or breaking as an officer. Honestly, without that backbone, you're not an officer. To be very honest, you're just somebody pretending to be an officer. <laughs> but you're definitely not pretending to be an officer. Um, I, I am so grateful for the time you've given us. Uh, the last thing I want to say, of course, is when AKU can support what you're doing, this incredibly noble cause, you just pick up the phone, call me. We will be Thank here. You. Um, I, I think that. AKU owes it to this community. We're part of this community. We want to, we believe in what you're doing and we want to be part of it. So thank you so much. Don't be shy at all. Not at all. And of course, I'm going to invite you back when we've ah, got some students. Of course. Because I want my students to hear this from you directly. Uh, I'm not nearly as inspirational as you are. So. No, I'm, I'm sure you're doing your part. <laughs> oh, doing I'm doing part. my part. Part of my part is bringing you in here. <laughs> okay. Thank you, so much, thank you so much. Thank you so much.